Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm a helpful Southern California Honda person. And recently, we've been doing... Random acts of helpfulness, like donating shoes to children in need and helping a music therapy facility with new instruments. And we can help you, too, with a great deal on an award-winning Honda, like the all-new and completely redesigned Accord, a car and driver 10 vest a record 32 times. Click the dealer locator link to find a dealer near you and go to SoCalHondaDealers.com to suggest a random act of helpfulness for someone you know. Car and driver January 2018. Blog Talk Radio. Now listening to the sound of the shofar blowing. The shofar is a ram's horn that is blown to inspire the people to do their thing. The shofar is also blown to coronate a queen or a king. And today the shofar is being blown to call us back to our hearts. Hello, I'm, uh, this is Faux Show Holistic Health on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Shofar, from Faux Show Energy Work. And today my guest uh, family is uh, Minji Zai. Um, and she is the uh, executive producer and founder of The Love Story. I uh, came across uh, Minji and, you know, was really, quite honestly, just blown away with the work that uh, she's doing, uh, some amazing things, not only getting her story out there, but giving a vehicle or an avenue for others to get their, their stories about love and loss of love and redemption and so many beautiful things that come out of it. So, um yeah, without further ado, I just want to go ahead and bring Minji on. Minji, you out there? Yes, yes, Shofar. Thank you so much for having me, and that was a very beautiful intro. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. No question. Uh, definitely. Um, Like your work, it's heartfelt, you know, just, uh, you know, uh, seeing what you're doing and how you're impacting people and giving giving voice to um to these different things is a it's a powerful work. Uh any of any of those people who are familiar with uh, uh my show, uh Full Show Holistic Health, uh we don't spend a lot of time on the intro. Um I figure like they can go to the website, you can get the background on people's stories and stuff. Um I really just want to go ahead and dive in since the show is short, it's thirty minutes. Um so Minji, uh you know, first off I wanted to say like discovering ourselves through the narrative of another person's love story. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what that means? Yes, absolutely. So the idea of discovering your narrative in another person's love story is the idea of soul mirroring. Hmm. And I got this inspiration through um, going through my own love loss situation. I actually found solace in support groups. Um, obviously anonymous ones during that time. And what I found comforting wasn't so much of like steps to fix me, but more so of like people just 
taking off their mask and showing others their vulnerability through Mm -hmm. just honest storytelling, you know. And there were moments where I found myself connected to people I never thought I would relate to. I remember this one gentleman who just got out of jail. He was gangbanged for over 20 years. And, you know, yeah, like teardrop tattoos on his And when he was sharing his story, I just remember that feeling of like, I know you. Like, you're telling bits and pieces of my story. And on the surface level, we had nothing in common, you know, whether it's like socioeconomic background or, or you know, our, our, our race, whatever it was. But when we take our masks off and we share from that space of like, here's my experience and this is what was going on and this is how I you know, transformed it, um, three things happen in those moments. You know, the first one being, wow, I'm not alone. And that's actually so powerful in and of itself. Because when people go through loss and they go through deep heartache, the pain is so deep and it feels as if that, as as though the world has has continued on without them. It feels like time has stopped. And in that depth of pain, you feel so alone in the walk, you know? Um, And what's so amazing in these vulnerable shares of other people who are so generous and courageous to be so honest about what they go through is that it's still a you realize that it's still a lonely walk. It's still a lonely walk. You know, you're still walking it alone, but you don't have to be alone, you know? Um, So in other words, you can walk it alone, but you don't have to be lonely in the walk. So I just wanted to clarify my previous statement. So it's the idea of like, you know, people, um, Understanding that you're 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 part of this universal experience, you know. Gotcha. Um, so that's the first element in in discovering your narrative, and the second element in that is there's nothing wrong with you, you know. Mm. Um, mm. Oftentimes, when people are continually, you know, in pain or they spontaneously burst into tears or feel this roller coaster of a of of emotions rising. You know, one minute you're like super happy, you feel like superwoman or superman, the next minute you can't move. You can't get up, you can't eat, you can't do anything, you know? And it's that swingingness that most people think, "Oh my gosh, there's something wrong with me. I'm mentally ill. Oh, no, no, I don't want to see anybody. I don't want to seek help because that means that I'm weak, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, the beauty about discovering your narrative in another story is that you realize that this is also a universal experience for many people who deal with grief and loss in their lives, 
you know. And so um, those two elements of hearing another person's narrative um, is so empowering because it, it gives validation to the person who's going through their process. Um, and last but not least, the most, uh, you know, and I, I got to put a little background and relatedness to this, is that, you know, in 2013 when I was going through um, a, a severe heartache, you know, I remember being in my living room and, you know, I was on alcohol, I was on Xanax, and I was like out of my mind. And I really thought about taking my life right then and there. And I remember I was on my knees and I was secretly cursing God and I was just like, what the heck is the point? What is the point in heartache? What is the point of creating this thing called love but then, like, taking it away and and experiencing all that suffering from it. And so I was bitter. I was angry at God. And I just kept on thinking to myself, like, what is the point? And I think a lot of people who go through this probably feel the same way, you know. And so... Another element in discovering your narrative is that you start hearing stories of how people have spiritually grown out of their experience of love and love. Mm. And so there's this paradoxical, you know, element to life, you know, where like, you know, in scripture they say, you know, if you want to if you want to discover your life, you must first lose it, you know. I'm paraphrasing, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the same thing when it comes to love and loss. It's like perhaps we're designed to experience heartbreak so that we could break our hearts open, mm-hmm. as Rumi would Ooh. say. Wow. Wow. And so, yeah, it's this experience of, like, you know, what's the point? And there is a point. And there's a point that we don't quite understand until we're breaking apart. And I can only speak from my personal experience. Um, I was, you know, some people get, you know, get really lucky in life. I think if you can marry your best friend at least, you know, once in a lifetime, you pretty much, I I believe we're blessed, right? You know, the kind of best friend where like, you know, they can, they can read your mind before you, you know, can even figure out what it is you want to say, you know, that kind of connection you have with someone. So I was lucky enough to have married my best friend during that time. But um, when the cycle ended, when our marriage ended in our seven years, I felt like there was no point in living. Like, what's the point? Like, this was my rock. This was my heart. This was my best friend. Um, And so when I went through the breaking, the two years, well, it's almost like three, four years, really, if I thought about it. But during that time of intense 
pain and suffering, I started looking into other definitions of love, specifically um, in the Bible, 1 Corinthians 13. I looked at, because I was pursuing love, I was pursuing the definition, I wanted to know more about what that is. And so, you know, the first thing in 1 Corinthians 13, the first line it says, love is patient and love is kind. And that blew my mind. It really blew my mind because the minute I that that scripture verse really sunk into me, I realized, wow, I never truly, truly loved my best friend. You know, mm-hmm. because there was moments in my marriage where I was just constantly critical, overbearing, controlling. You know, things like that. And so looking back, you know, five years later, I'm looking back and I'm like, oh, okay, I get it now. I understand why I had to personally lose this particular relationship or why our soul contracts expired in this lifetime because my higher power wants me to understand and learn the lesson of love. about patience, about kindness. And, you know, I was in a marriage where I got really comfortable, you know, to a point where I was, like, telling my partner what to do and, you know, feeling almost like he was, like, part of my property in a sense, you know? Mm. And maybe some people can relate to that, you know, in marriage. It's like, oh, yeah, you're mine, you know, that kind of stuff. So what I got out of my own breaking was this renewed sense of, okay, what is true love versus, like, what is the kind of love that I thought I was, you know, emanating in the past? So um, there are points to it, you know. Um, so I'm just, I'm just briefly touching on that. But there's there's definitely points for for any kind of love and loss. But this is just my personal story. Well, you know, uh, Menji, those those elements that you spoke about, though, you know, that that you found that other people grow out of it. You know, that they that they've grown out of the loss. Um, that there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with me. You know, and going through this, and then um, that you're not alone. Uh, you know, that you you know you can be alone, but not necessarily have to be lonely. And there's a difference, and mm-hmm. so I mean those are some very major, uh, you know, points. The word alone, if you just put uh, one more L in there, it's all one. And um, what you were talking about the the banger, you know, uh, you know, mm-hmm. seeing and hearing his story or whatever, but yet seeing some part of your story in his or whatever. So you were not alone. You 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 saw through that moment that there was all oneness, you know. Um, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful elements that you brought to this. You know, it's taking just the losses have taken you to some deep findings, and that's another thing I wanted to ask you about because um, I believe I saw on your website, uh, basically, what, what triggered in my mind it was like lost and found, how discovering mm-hmm. new passions, how you say you lost your mind but you found your heart. Can you speak a little bit on that? Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. So. Um, I'm going to take you back to 2011, you know, I had a full-time job, it was a really prestigious 
teaching job that I was I was in, and you know I had things I had material things I was comfortable, and you know it was it was that kind of complacency like but my soul was calling out for something else, um, especially at at the turn of an ending of a marriage you know, and um, what really broke me open in that transition was um, realizing that I I was no longer okay with being just comfortable, you know. Um, don't get me wrong. Teaching is one of the most rewarding professions out there. Um, and I'm very grateful for my 12 years in the education and I still have transformed that into this organization in some way, shape, or form. However, the complacency that I was talking about was just not really showing my artistic voice. I was very PC. And if you were to, like, meet me in 2011, I would just be very surface. You know, I would come off. I wouldn't really speak my mind. Everything was just peachy, you know? And um, somewhere in the noise, I just lost my creativity. I didn't really write. I didn't really, you know, go out and travel as much as I wanted to, you know? And so what happened in the space between, like, just completely losing my mind, which literally meant like going, getting hospitalized, um, getting a 5150, you know, um, you know, and, and just being in a mental hospital with white walls surrounding me, like that, I lost my mind. I, I couldn't operate on this mechanical level anymore. Like there was, there was just, I was, and Benji? I didn't, yeah. I apologize. You, you had you had faded out there. The last thing you said that I heard, and I don't know. I, I think it's the same thing for the listeners. You said you couldn't operate on that mechanical level anymore, and then it, it faded out. Yes, yes. It it. I was operating on a mechanical level, meaning like it was just you know, like I I was I was dating, I was coaching, I was teaching, and I was paying my bills and there was no space that I allowed myself to grieve. There was no space in there where I allowed myself to just be like, I'm hurting and I'm not okay. And it really sucks. You know, like I didn't give myself space for vulnerability, you know, cause I was too ashamed what weakness would mean in my mind you know so I was denying my my feelings I was like uh, shutting it down so my heart was getting hardened Um, and as it was getting hardened I was losing my mind in the sense of like everything just felt meaningless you know like going to work you know felt just like another day you know and it, it just it wasn't it was it was like all in my head and it was too much in my head like 
I pictured that everything had to be a certain way and that I can't show any weakness because showing weakness would mean that um, that I'm, 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 something's broken or like something's wrong with me, right? And so that's how it started. But when I lost my mind, meaning like I was 5150 in the hospital and I was just like rock bottom, lost my job, because uh, I told my work that, you know, um, I felt like hurting myself. I lost my contract. I lost my house. I lost these things. In a way, like, it, it, didn't, it didn't occur till maybe a year later, like, looking back, that I had to lose these things that fed my ego into thinking who, who or what I am, like, whatever worth that I had in my head like I based my identity on my occupation you know wow. and and the yeah. things I owned so so in a way I I think God just wanted me to to lose it you know he wanted me to lose that part of it because it's that's not what's important and so how I started developing more heart um was when I I finally acknowledged that my heart was already broken. You know, it was it was that liberating um, honesty with myself that hey, I'm not okay. A year later, it was I'm still not okay, but it's okay that I'm still not okay. You know. Mm. Um, and once I understood and acknowledged that it's okay, that I'm not okay, I started connecting with people that I never thought I would connect with. Um, like, you know, um, people on the streets, you know. I mean, I'll just give you a quick example. I decided to do something really out of character for me, okay? After I went through my support group, I decided I'm going to just fly out. Whatever money I had left from selling the house, I'm just going to fly out to the East Coast. I bought my wedding dress from Chinatown, so I got a wedding dress. I got a tripod and a camera, and I just went over to the East Coast, and I started interviewing random strangers in the middle of Times Square and DuPont Square and the Lincoln Memorial, and I just started asking people the same question. Have you ever loved and lost? Um, And I started having these random conversations with random strangers, and I just wanted to just connect with people. It's this... And I, I wanted to connect on such an intimate level immediately, you know, and that's probably why I wore the red wedding dress. Just like, who's crazy enough to wear, wear a wedding dress? Let me talk to her. Let me be a little bit more vulnerable. So, you know, luckily I did get some very amazing responses. And when I finally flew back to L.A., I was like, okay, if I could do this with random strangers, you know, can I do this with artists? Can I do this same this, the same experiment with artists who are already publicly talking about it you know they're just doing it in different formats they're doing it in spoken word in poetry in lyrics 
in um, in their art, in their sculptures, in their uh, organization, you know. And so as I started interviewing artists from all walks of life, I started realizing that um, great art comes from, in some way, shape, or form, deep love and loss. And that was my aha moment. And that's when my heart started expanding in its, in its, broke, uh, in its broken state. Deep. That, that's, that's real deep. Uh, Menji, what I want to ask you on that is because um, something that occurred to me and looking at um, some of the videos on your website and then also, you know, reading through your journals that you have online, um, I clarify that because it would be like, why is he reading her journals? Like, she has them online. I didn't, you know, I'm not, I'm not violating her or anything. She's been very vulnerable, and, you know, and I appreciate that. I mean, it's some, some deep uh, understandings and overstandings that you've come through. But, um, one of the things that I noticed is that your journals and then also the stories, though it's coming from the energy of, de- you know, maybe depression or whatever, anger, angst, these different things that may have inspired mm-hmm. at the time, it goes through a process of, of creation. It seems that they're transmuted because they're not depressing, if you know, if you see what right. I'm saying. It's not like you're reading them and it's making me feel dark. It's actually very inspiring. So um, can you talk a little bit about, Again, the, the the name the theme of this was about you know us tying in uh, artwork and stuff like that, and uh, and that's what I'm seeing through your, your what you're doing. Um, can you talk a little bit about the process of transmuting? Like, how do you, how do you and these artists that you're talking to and stuff how how people are doing this? Wow, that's a heavy question, a really profound one. <laughs> And um, I don't know if I could do it in five minutes, but I'll do my best. I know that's all we got left to. You, you, I, like, I love it. She brought it, too. I was, getting ready to, I was just getting ready to hit you up on Messenger, like, we got five minutes, you know, so. <laughs> um, but what I will say first is that um, this has been a five-year journey for me, okay? Mm. And especially in the initial phases of writing, it doesn't have to be inspirational, it can, it's it my first writings like were just full of self pity honestly it was just like this happened to me and this happened to me poor me poor me poor me i hate life gotcha. right and gotcha. a lot of that is actually part of the process you know and um i i i took those down <laughs> let's <just laughs> say that but gotcha. you know okay. to keep it 100 like that is part of the process and it's totally okay you know um but how I transmuted it is um first looking into the craft of creative nonfiction. I'm sorry creative creative storytelling techniques and what that does is it allows me to project my ego out into a character in the story so Mm. what I specialize in is writing in the third I, air quotes, mm. I, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so okay. It's, it's the third person omniscient voice okay. um, when I'm writing because when I do that, it allows for more compassion in the characters surrounding the protagonist who is me, right? Mm. And so that gave me 
that actually forced me, in a sense, to look beyond what the ego can see. Mm-hmm. And that is actually the starting point of transformation. Because when you look at what transformation is, it really is a shift in perception of what already exists. Uh, well, whew, say that one more time. I, I, let's rewind that one because I think think that might have went over <laughs> some people's heads. They, only because people was ducking, you know. It, right, right. You know, it doesn't have to go. But, yeah, say that one more time if you don't mind. Absolutely. So a transformation is a shift in your perspective of Mm -hmm. what already is, what Mm -hmm. already was, is, and will be. Because everything in here, like you said, we're all one, we're all connected in this universe. Not one, like the butterfly effect, everything is connected, right? Mm -hmm. So... Knowing that this, whatever this is, is bigger than the individual, but equal to all the individuals tied together as a collective. Once we understand that it's about us and not about us, mm. once we grasp the universal, the universal uh, duality mm-hmm. of of this that's transformation so when you were saying to me like oh it's about we're all one right Mm -hmm. that is transformation it's shifting the perspective of i me and my to us to we to one right and um and i think that's the beauty at the heart of it artists uh, the love story, you know, it's um, it's discovering what true love is, as defined, in my opinion, in in one Corinthians thirteen. I say, wow! I told you, man. Uh, Thirty minutes goes by like three minutes when it's uh, deep, profound, <laughs> prolific stuff as what you're dropping on the listeners and on the family out here. Um, so we're at the thirty second mark right now. Um, uh, you could check Minji out at thelovestory.org. And, um, you know, again, Minji, thank you for being on here. I appreciate you. Thank you so much so far for having me. It's been an honor. I say, all right. All right, well, family, again, thank you in for listening in. And um, this is Full Show Holistic Health on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Shofar, from Full Show Energy Work. Hotel. Until Fast and Furious Supercharged. I never thought coming face to face with a hungry T-Rex would make my dad scream so loud. And I have never felt more scared or alive. 
Buy your ticket online and save up to $25. Visit UniversalStudiosHollywood.com. Valid online on one-day general admission for select dates through May 24, 2018. California residents only. Restrictions apply. Hi, I'm a helpful Southern California Honda person. And recently, we've been doing random acts of helpfulness, like donating shoes to children in need and helping a music therapy facility with new instruments. And we can help you, too, with a great deal on an award-winning Honda, like the all-new and completely redesigned Accord, a car and driver 10 vest a record 32 times. Click the dealer locator link to find a dealer near you and go to SoCalHondaDealers.com to suggest a random act of helpfulness for someone you know. Car and driver, January 2018. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.